0: I think, thanks for guys? that deep
1: breath. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was getting prepared. <laughs> All right. Today, I'm so excited. this was a really great topic to uh, study up on. Um, today we're talking about creation. Who and are you
1: Why are you talking? Why are you coming to my car speakers?
2: <laughs> <laughs> if you're wondering who I am, I'm misty. Have you
1: stumbled across this podcast. Yeah, you're way lost.
2: Stop, <laughs> Greg, stop. Um. Yeah. Under the Water Tower, Fellowship Baptist Church. We're here talking about creation today in our podcasting. And who is with us today? Joni Wallach,
1: Daryl Fishback, Jamie,
2: Jamie, and um, just
1: while did you finish that Starburst? Jamie's. I've got I've got in. two more packages. I went this morning looking for candy. I did all my hard work when my brain was still fully functional, and then I needed some sugar. He's and got, look-
2: like, a whole table full of empty wrappers. Kim,
1: I was mm-hmm. greening. Jamie needs some sugar. I was looking I was looking <laughs> for sugar, a donut from... Mm-hmm. Honey, mm-hmm. honey. Mm-hmm. I was looking mm-hmm. for a donut from yesterday. Mm-hmm. But one, there, there were enough. not many. Two, I took them. There so you're the either. one. There weren't there many were. left, though. Uh, but I was looking for... Because there's usually a, do- a cold donut in the refrigerator on Monday morning from the Sunday before. And there was none. So I hadn't had a snack. And so then I went and... Sn- I may have... Swindled some Easter candy out, so some child who's going to do the pagan egg hunt um, <laughs> s- s- will uh, not have <laughs> candy because I, I, I ate it.
3: <laughs> Daryl, were you putting in your calendar to leave a cold donut for Jamie?
1: No, but I was making a mental note. Okay, so that I is guess. something I would do. I would make a phone reminder. That should be the name of our new rock band: Cold Donut. Cold Donut. Ooh, I like Cold it. Donut Holes. Donut donut. Holes. Cold holes I don't, You know what, They're, I don't like the <laughs> We just went peachy <laughs> <laughs> So I, don't I don't think like I would holes. start I would start with ants Ants? Hold on. Aunts? A-U-N-T-S no, no, no. A-N-T-S? Ants, not, not aunties But ants Um, would, In the topic of creation oh, think, oh, that's right You always think, for me What is it I would change About creation? Stickers and ants are one of them. They, 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 mm. fly. They I think flies. Flies serve a purpose, though.
2: I don't care. They're very <laughs> annoying. Ants serve a purpose.
1: Not not really.
2: I love ants. Uh, I feel like they do. Do you ever watch them work?
1: They are amazing. Did you, you
3: not you?
2: have an ant farm? Yeah.
1: And I know Proverbs 6, right? Consider Six. the ant. And yep. all mm-hmm. But I mean those kind of ants we have here in Texas that fire ants. Uh, there's, other wo- ants. there's other words for them. <laughs> Um that uh, the, all they do, they serve no real purpose. They bite you, they sting you, and then also they harm other wildlife, right? They they invade nests. Uh, that's why we don't have as many horn toads as we used to have around here and I love those. That sort of thing. Well the ants are killing them. <laughs> um <laughs> I, I, oh, so what you would say before you'd be flies?
0: It would
2: be flies for me. I they just and why do they just fly constantly <laughs> want to stain your face?
1: They do flies
2: slash gnats. That, that would be mine.
1: They're like toddlers. They're always in your face asking questions.
2: Always. <laughs> Up your nose. Yeah. <laughs> so Very annoying. I
1: don't know about f- flies, but th- like when you're exercising, if you're running outside and you swallow one while you're breathing, that's oh. one of the worst feelings. Well, will It happens on a jeep ride, too, with no yeah. doors. Yes. Or when yes. you're jogging, Motorcycle yeah. when you're going know. to take a deep breath. and. <laughs> <laughs> it's I wonder hard.
2: how many flies people have eaten in their lifetime. Like, how many have you, do you think you've eaten? In heaven,
1: you could go so check that. The lady who swallowed a fly. <laughs> Seven, Seven million. And something, and something, and something. Joni, what would you change about creation?
3: Um, whoever invented balloons, off him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Those aren't really part of creation? Uh, just but she just said the person, the person off him. him. So she's and ready the, to take out the, the create balloon creator. <laughs> and on the fourth day, the <laughs> Lord made balloons. It said, I'm go forth saying. and... <laughs> and Joni said smite thee and yeah, she didn't hesitate I no I mean she
2: like she knows exactly she, what she wants right. to fishback
1: yeah uh stickers stickers I have Ooh. very tender feet and I would love to be able to do more tender barefoot feet. things but I He's can't t- it's no, good I for I your soul
3: barefoot s- things
0: Ooh,
1: it's good what oh for good your soul for your soul yeah. there is one like place which soul
2: both <laughs> Of them, as long as
1: the grass is soft and there's not stickers,
2: but not wet. I don't want to walk in wet grass,
1: that
3: Aww. grosses me out.
1: Yeah, mm.
3: <gasps> I would get rid of some snakes for sure.
2: I like snakes,
1: ah, snakes are important. Mm. I don't hate them, I hate surprise finding them. That's when <laughs> <one> I don't <laughs> like surprise!
3: Daryl. would Get
2: rid
1: of surprises, Daryl. Wants just ask Aubrey, they have there balloons. is a story. Snakes
2: have balloons
3: from
1: <laughs> two, sto- no, two stories. One that at the end of the building down here, I'm pointing to the to the south there was one of those mats those clean your feet off mats outside and it had been folded up and he he and i were doing something and so i just i'm gonna unfold it and there was a dadgum snake in it a A live one dadgum i censored myself (laughs) i've scared me i've i've uh i know about rattlesnakes copperheads (laughs) (laughs) i know about uh you know coach snakes coach i've never heard of a dadgum snake this was a dadgum snake and then a few weeks later Aubrey killed another snake and draped it over the dumpster. And when I took the trash out one day and went to lift the lid, I about had heart cardiac arrest and it has tickled him ever since because he mm. But I there have been multiple snakes around the church here. For those of you who may not know, Aubrey is our <laughs> lovable, uh delightful I'm waiting. <laughs> pleasant uh, caretaker of the grounds. He is our to use. Uh, what well are your Harry Potter? He's Hagrid for us. Yes, the he keeper is keeper of the keys. Mm. You love him, but sometimes you want to send him off and to ask him in. The uh, uh, snakes, so you want the snakes to send you a letter in writing ahead yes. of time. I will be showing a, up. a light or a, a beeper attached a to their head. He needs a
2: text, <laughs> um, I'll be there in a minute. <laughs>
3: However, on Facebook, I did see where people are making hats for snakes. I could get behind something <laughs> like that.
1: Hats, hats for snakes, so
3: cute! I'm gonna send it to y'all, and then I thought y'all might think I was crazy. They're adorable. <laughs> Stitch sisters, hats new project.
1: For okay, i I'm not judging anyone, but how much marijuana do you have <laughs> to smoke before you decide to put a hat on a snake? It's co- that's a result of, of COVID, to COVID send it of being to me, locked Johnny. in I want to see it. Send yeah. it to me. It's oh good stuff. Oh, my goodness. That's kind of like the ones that have started putting the animated drawings of arms on chickens and ducks and yes, stuff like that. that is hilarious. It's okay, disgusting. creation. You're easily amused. There's, there's actually a yes. connection to mm-hmm. these things. What you're, uh, ducks on arms or arms on ducks <laughs> and hats on snakes. Let me see if I can't bring all this together. That humanity has a creative impulse, and it's going to come. Out, it's going to come out somewhere. Every single human being that um, doesn't have some sort of, you know, a defect or um, I should not have used the word defect, but some sort of a hindrance that keeps them from fully participating. But all most human beings, all human beings who have fully cognizant of their surroundings will have some creative outlet. Um, uh, they're gonna paint. They're gonna draw. They're gonna write. They're gonna sing. They're gonna woodwork. They're gonna crochet. I mean, they're going to macrame, right? Nineteen seventies want their macrame back. Um, they're going to do something. They're gonna make hats for snakes. Uh, they're gonna graffiti up the dumpster. What are you doing over there? I no, I'm research. I'm listening. <laughs> carry on <That's- laughs>
2: he's looking for hats for snakes i think that's what he's or doing arms on ducks
1: uh so all Fans of those babies are, are are proof i think of the the creative impulse in us that god not only made creation for us but i think he enjoyed creating us creative well if you think too. about
2: jesus and and the feeding of the five thousand. you know when he told when the disciples come up you know all these people are hungry what do we do you know, and he could have right at that moment said, feed them. boom, here's all the food, feed them. But he didn't. He said, this is what, I, you know, I want you to do it. So they took the loaves and the fish and fishes and Jesus made more out of it. And, you know, and the kids, this is one of the lessons we did a couple of weeks ago in children's church in Sunday school. And how do you know that God didn't give them like variety of different kinds of breads? Did he give them all the same bread?
1: <laughs> I so got rye. <laughs> I got banana nut bread. bread. You <laughs> know, the kids
2: are coloring their pages and <laughs> one of the little boys said, This is banana nut bread. And I said, You know, Jesus God could have done that because he's that kind of a good God. And he's creative. And
1: different fish too. One one person yeah. goes like, Hey, I, I got, got a s-
2: My. my. I, my, I, my. Got, <laughs>
1: I got my I got salmon <laughs> over here. And another person's like, I got uh, trout. I got I trout. trout. This was like I got, this I, got is brim, is <laughs> I got I got brim. It's bony cod. I got sardine. I got Asian carp.
2: But you know how creative? Just yeah, I don't know. And Jesus is creative. God's that's creative. It's exactly what creative. we talked and about. It's just
1: cool. Wednesday night and three chords and the truth. <coughs> well, what was that? Um, <coughs> the song I referenced was from the script. The group called the script, and it was called "Without These Songs." And the, the premise of the song is if who all of these musicians, it references Johnny Cash and Madonna and John Lennon and um, Nirvana and all of these bands and groups and stuff and things that they did and it said, it kinda asked the question, you know, would Johnny Cash just have been a loner? Would Nirvana have just been a place without these songs? And it says um, what happened in their lives, what happened in their hearts that made them want to write these songs that made the world sing along. And the whole point, we we then uh, went on to a discussion of, all right, what was a song from your childhood? Or what was something creative you did as a child that you could do for hours? And what was uh, a song from your high school that just as soon as you hear it, it takes you back? And, And just making the point that art and creativity is so crucial to I think our sanity, uh, for one and how it's important that these people were creative. Well why is it not important for us to be creative in whatever outlet mm-hmm. that might be? Mm-hmm. And we had a really good discussion about all That's kinds awesome. of different art and
2: well and I think we've lost a lot of our creativity because we don't people don't go outside anymore. You mm-hmm. know, we sit inside, we're on our social media things, yeah, we're Darryl. on the computer, we're inside because it's too hot, it's too cold, it's too windy and so we don't go outside and really enjoy God's creation anymore and I think that's where a lot of our um, ideas um, how we like we kind of talked about when we just need a break and we just need to get out you mentioned taking a walk and just allowing the Lord to speak to you and I think we I mean we lose something when we just choose not to go outside anymore
1: well let me let me take that and preach for just a moment Um, so one of my uh, belief systems is the closer we are to the Lord, the more creative we are. Mm-hmm. I think those go together yes. and the better our creativity is. So one of the highest points of, of, of and especially in, in the Western tradition of art is the Renaissance. It, mm-hmm. Every, everything kind of dates with that. You're either copying the Renaissance, you're replying to the Renaissance, you're, you're engaging with it. It, it all kind of starts with there. And one of the themes, almost all Renaissance art to some extent is Biblical. Mm -hmm. Uh, whether you're talking about Michelangelo or Donatello or Da Vinci, all of these biblical themes that flow through there. Now, I'm not saying the individual artists were great people of faith. In fact, um, Michelangelo had issues. (laughs) Um, But the culture was influenced by the biblical narrative, which fed their creative impulses. Mm -hmm. And what I find, the further we get away from the biblical narrative and the further we get away from the biblical truth, the uglier our art gets. I mean, um, I can even point to, like just films. I'm a huge film aficionado. I watched all the Oscar movies. Some were great. Some were horrible. But everyone's probably realizing the same thing. They're just rehashing old stuff. Nothing is new. There's no new creativity going on. All we're doing is revisiting old things because we've gotten further and further away from that creative impulse that's truly creative. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and all we're doing is copying. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a Star Trek fan. And I'm on episode five of the new Picard series, which is not very good, and all they're doing is rehashing stuff Gene Roddenberry was doing at the end of the 1960s. Now, don't say, don't, don't send me emails. Gene Roddenberry was an atheist. I know he was. <laughs> what I'm saying is, our, all of our creativity is gone, mm-hmm. and I think it's because our culture is mm-hmm. just sapped of it. Yeah. But that's not really what our podcast was going to be about, is it? Um, mm-hmm. But it sure did go well, there. the word was? The topic was creation. Creation. And so, boom, I mean, we boom, are boom. talking about. So uh, one of the biggest things I think that's happened is we've taken a, a positive and allowed uh, others to make it a negative. And that is the idea of science, I think, is what a lot of folks will come at us. In fact, I will tell you that that science and the problem of suffering are the two biggest objections I hear in my conversations with people who want to come to faith, uh, who are wrestling with faith and with uh, the Lord and, and belief. Would you guys agree with that? I would. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, and it depends on the individual which one's the harder issue. So For some it's suffering, for some it's the science. So they've sat through um, high school science, or the worst, you've been to like one biology class in college and think that you now know <laughs> everything. <laughs> or, so, you know, some sociology or religion course or something. And my professor was the greatest, yeah, but he was a nut job. <laughs> um, That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And they come at you with science and say, But science has disproven the Bible. Uh what do they say? I am just throwing that out. What do they mm-hmm, say? Mm-hmm. Joni, you're you have students. What what's their argument?
3: Um, just evolution most of the time is what, what they hear most of in school.
1: And what do they mean when they say evolution?
3: That we came from monkeys or apes or not not humans like it was not a human
1: creation um, I, w- I would agreed that's their point and they're, they're very specific that there's an explanation for our existence that removes God from the equation right and then that that's what that's the great hope that evolution has for those who don't want faith it's an explanation for why we're here because for about you know most of human history there was no competing explanation for, for why we were here other than a religious one. Mm-hmm. Now, that didn't get you to the God of the Bible. It might get you to Thor mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. or to Zeus or to, you know, the cosmic energy of the, of the great wherever, something, the totem in the sky. But it, it, that's a, a religious explanation. Now we have a non-religious explanation. Now, what's the hole in that?
3: There's lots of holes in that.
1: Well, well yes. I mean, the, the, the but primordial hole.
3: You can't have something from nothing.
1: There you go. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> so that's where I think we're, rather than try to argue with people like that, you can almost find a common ground in saying, okay, take the name or the word God out of it to even suggest that this miraculous thing just happened. okay was it accident even if it was accident that that means there were these forces at play there's still some form of a higher power i use air quotes there because in my opinion what you're trying to do is not debate them on all or nothing what you're trying to maybe get their mind to open Mm -hmm. to is you're still in that situation taking a step of faith to even believe that that's how, where we got here from, mm-hmm. um, and so if you take take the argument of evolution or apologetics and that stuff out of it, I think what you can do is at least pull them into a a, a spiritual realm, if you will, of seeing something beyond themselves, because we want some answer that makes me feel like oh i 've got that box checked, I can go on my merry way, and when you kind of make them even question their own belief system mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It feels like it, 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 it creates an opportunity at least for conversation and about I, faith.
3: I feel like in a world of Google, you know, when we were kids we couldn't just Google whatever it was, but they're they're living in a world of Google so they and that's think a dangerous <laughs> Absolutely, because you can find an article or a website that's going to back up whatever it is. You know, it's it's there. So I think they want a black and white answer and it's there. And I've you know, in my life I've learned that most answers are not just cut and but dry. I feel, and
1: I think Christians are the same way. We want a black and white, well, the Bible says it, or I believe, you know, whatever. Where's the faith mm-hmm. on either side? Doesn't faith imply that there is a certain risk you are taking in trusting this whole narrative?
2: Well, and there's still people that read the Bible. They they believe they're the Bible—and let me see how to word this— um, but Be careful, Misty. <laughs> <I know>, I'm <laughs> choosing my words, but some of some of creation, they question or they doubt. And to me, you know, when you're starting in Genesis one and two, that's almost the testing area of your Bible. Um, if you don't believe it at creation, you can't just. Uh, where do you pick up? Okay, so you don't believe Genesis 1 and 2, you know, blah, blah, blah. So where exactly in Scripture do you start to believe? Right. Or this you is know?
3: literal, this is not literal, yeah. this is, you know. So I think
2: you don't, I mean, you have to take it at its basis, which is God created everything out of nothing, or you don't. I think you believe it or you don't. I don't think there's there's a maybe, I don't know, I believe this part, but not that
1: part. So do you believe, and I'm going to poke, 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 do you believe in Genesis one and two as it's written, or do you believe in the God who spoke Genesis one and two into creation?
2: I believe it's written. How it's I take it literal. It's and he puts it so simply here that it is easy for us to understand and comprehend.
1: Oh, I think if that that's the beautiful part of it. Even
2: a child can read that and understand that.
1: And a child an adult from any age yes. across, so I'm sitting here in the scientific age, that's intentional, yeah, and it speaks to me. Mm-hmm. But a thousand years ago, before the scientific age, it spoke to them as well. Yes, right. that's the to me, that's the strength of it. Yeah, um, so you get to the this this is this thing from a, about let's not leave evolution just yet. So, because there's a lot of people you mentioned, literal, there's based almost two camps in the. The Christian view of this, there's one, a complete refutation of all things evolution. And then there is the embracing of theistic evolution. Um, are you guys familiar with theistic evolution? Little. Little. Tell me what little you know. Well, that that would be, and I could be way off. My understanding of the phrase is that, that God was in evolution and that creation was, was he, he evolved things along. Mm. Am, am I in the ballpark? I would say you're, that, that's a good definition. I think the, the, the way most would, would describe it as the Lord put in place the elements, and then perhaps he shepherded the process to get to where we're at now, um, the theistic view of evolution. Um, and so you have that. That's where I, I would say there's a lot of Christians who are there. I think a lot of Christians are there, and they would never say it out loud, but that's where they're at. And then there's the other ref, complete refutation. That there's nothing at all uh, that has evolution that has anything to do with anything at all. It's just all made up hokum. Which is is hey. ironic because you're you're painting yourself into a corner and say, "Okay, you may not believe in an anatomical evolution, but can you not look at history?" Hey, let's not bring anatomy into this. <laughs> can you not look at history and suggest that there's been emotional and psychological evolution and using the word evolution just as progressive forward improving improved growth and so i think the i don't know if this was part of the secret classes loaded word series but evolution would definitely it's such a loaded word because it triggers so many people as soon as they hear it to to think well that's just well i don't of the devil
2: i don't think the the process of of aging and over time and things change um that still doesn't shrink the creation you you know you can take Lazarus um, after Jesus raised him from the dead if you were back in Jerusalem at that time and you walked up to him and said hello Lazarus my name's Misty and I understand that you were dead and now you're alive yes of course and you go with him and he eats and he does his work and he goes along and you can see now how he's not in in that state anymore but how he's progressed on but that still doesn't diminish that he was he was resurrected or he w- he was created. I mean, that doesn't lose the creation just because of the um, the changes that have been oh, over yeah. the years. I totally you agree, know what and I
1: think and uh, what I'm I think you and I are saying the same thing. I'm talking about the people who just want to. They hear the word evolution, and it's just it's of the devil. It's wrong. Right. And and the baby with the bathwater yeah. type thing. And by the way, y- your whole story there has Carmen singing Lazarus, <laughs> oh Lazarus Carmen. in my ears, <laughs> Lazarus <laughs> come forth. You eighties, oh, but things music, change people. over the, the years. Things change, but I suddenly but have still, a desire you know. to put a tab shirt on. Remember those? <laughs> oh my soul! I still have one. Should, I, I bet you do. Shirt. Oh, my, Misty, I agree completely. So the, the scientific idea of evolution is not a bad one in terms right. of form, forms yeah. change, things adapt. We know this. What doesn't change, though, I think, is basic function. I mean, to me, the big hole is not just where stuff comes from. It's, and I, I, I think I've studied this pretty closely. It's things like huge jumps. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, one of the big things that evolutionists talk about is when did things begin to fly? Mm -hmm. right so you have things that fly birds are the biggest thing did they and there's two two (laughs) basic options did they climb up into a tree (laughs) and fall and decide i'll try flapping my wings or did they run real fast trying to avoid a predator and discover if i flap i can catch flight (laughs) one of those and, and so there's a huge which one was it now never mind the fact the biology of a bird is different you mean anatomy they have a fused furcula there that gives them the the muscle mass to to get that kind of lift and no matter how much it may be advantageous for my children i will never have that Mm
3: -hmm. i tried to fly one time (laughs) it did not work out with an umbrella i used to jump with my umbrella
2: thinking it was gonna (laughs) let
3: me how
1: many children have broken legs because of (laughs) mary Poppins. Um, that woman's trying to kill we children. We didn't have
3: umbrellas
2: growing
1: we up. She <laughs> 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 walked around in the rain <laughs> <laughs> looking sad. <laughs> My turkey's looking up at the rain and drowning. Mine
2: probably came from a garage sale but oh. I didn't have one.
1: <laughs> so, so to me that's the huge issue is the, right. the flight. I mean then the others you know almost all evolutionists will say we came from the sea mm-hmm. and emerged onto the dry land and I can take fish all day long and put them on the ground. They're never just going to magically adapt lungs because it's good for them. But is not the argument going to be that conditions slow? slow, I mean, they're going to say over hundreds of thousands of years cause them to in molecular ways move towards needing things that then slowly developed i mean that's the argument i i get the argument the problem is that adaptations uh, adaptation is for everyone if i had gills still why why would i lose one to get the other mm. if i still had gills that'd be great i mean people drowned all the time yeah um so uh, or flippers flippers would be great i mean th- th- those issues now i'm not saying that it's a slam dunk i'm saying for me when you put it all together Those those kinds of problems with it, the lack of Mm -hmm. transitional forms. I was about to say is not that Um, one of the greatest arguments is the transitionary fossils that there's 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 not a whole lot of in between. It's we have this, we have this, we have this, we have this. We don't have the stuff in between the this. Um, so and then the the whole uh, thing of what do you start from? Now there's a classic Christian doctrine that has a fancy Latin name to describe creation. What is it? Well, St. Augustine do came do up with it. It's one of my do favorites. Do do do. I've often imagined. It's ex nihilo. That's I, was, uh, I, was have, <laughs> I have it written there. I was not brave enough to say it out loud. It's the Really? Well, it's no, it's in the notes he gave, the original yeah. notes he sent yeah, us. Yeah,
2: I don't know
0: how to say it. It's oh, right there, but I don't know those. how to say it either. <laughs> it's, <laughs> the, <laughs> it's
1: the idea that God made everything out of nothing. So the joke is like, you know, Scientist comes up and says, I can do everything you say God does. Oh, All right, yeah. Fine. We'll make water. Well, I get this molecule and I get this. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Get your own molecule. That's yeah. right. Where does it come from? So that God made everything that is out of absolute nothing. And uh, I had this thought in my mind of uh, St. Augustine, what it would be like if he could have flown in an airplane. Because hmm. he developed this theory, this idea, having not near the scope that we have. The world looks way different at thirty five thousand feet. Mm-hmm. That God made all of this. Mm-hmm. And I, I I've often I mean, I'll never go to space because I'm not, you know, Jeff Bezos <laughs> um or William Shatner <laughs> can afford to buy your ride. But I mean just imagine from space, if you get above that oh. place where you can look at the earth from there, to me that would reinforce the idea that God some someone had to make this. Mm-hmm. Um, the rules are there. It's purposeful. Uh, There's Everything is purposeful. Why is this one place sustainable? So somewhat sustainable. <laughs> well, well, and that's the positive. See, So I started off with the negative. We've allowed science to say that God doesn't exist uh, based on scientific evidence against the creative principle of the Lord. To me, we had to turn that upside down. Because the anthropomorphic argument for the existence of God is one of the most powerful ones around. Um, and it truly is amazing that on this place, why here? If mm-hmm. uh, you go into outer space, it's trying to kill you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, which is one of my um, beliefs that... God doesn't really want us to go out there because it's going to kill us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's no air, there's no water, there's nothing to eat, <laughs> it's cold. That's like people who scuba die in underwater caves. I'm like, no, you're not You're not supposed to do that. One, because you're underwater, and two, you're going to die, so that's just dumb. <laughs> um, but here, not only do we have all the elements that we need to live, they're arranged in such a way that it's just perfect for us. I mean, everything from how far the, the earth is from the sun mm-hmm. to the earth, Ozone in the atmosphere, the moon. Right, um, this is one of my favorites. I'm a, I, may, I may speak poetically for a minute. You know, the <laughs> psalmist are always talking about the sun, moon, and the stars. Mm-hmm. That's that constant refrain. So the the moon and eclipse. I don't know a lunar eclipse when the moon when, when the loon. <laughs> when the blue <loon, laughs> <laughs> when the moon moves in front of the sun. Uh, I guess it's called a solar eclipse, and. It becomes dark. That's just God showing off, mm-hmm. because if the moon were any bigger or smaller, it wouldn't do that thing. Mm-hmm. The moon is just right to completely cover in a perfect way, like a mm-hmm. like the lid on a Yeti. Mm-hmm. It completely covers the sun for that brief moment. So it's just the right size at just the right distance. If it was if it was any uh, closer or any further away its size would be irrelevant it still wouldn't fit you'd have a corona around it or it engulfed the whole thing but what we get now this lunar eclipse oh sorry, solar let me get my words right solar eclipse when the when the moon moves in front it is a perfect mm-hmm. snapdown
2: well you think of a sunset and the beautiful colors you uh, you can never reduplicate those colors artists try to get close To what those colors are and to match those. But I believe that you will never be able to to duplicate the colors of a sunset.
1: That's exactly right. There's a a beauty in this. Mm -hmm. But just sunset. Now, that's another one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. So we know the sun doesn't move. right? Right? How creative of it is God to build this system that we live on, this earth, where the sun has the appearance of movement, but it never moves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's just going, ha, 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 you think, because you know? <laughs> for all of human history, we <laughs> thought we knew everything. The sun's moving. Ha, ha, ha. But God's like, ha, you don't know everything. And that's just one that's small, one, tiny yeah. part of it.
3: How many things do we think we
2: know that we don't know?
1: I think we, there's a whole lot we don't know that we think that we do know, but we do <laughs> know that we don't know.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the beginning of wisdom. <laughs> yeah, we know nothing. Thank you. Thank you for joining. We know nothing.
1: Solomon has spoken. That's it.
2: Or in Job, you know, where were you when he's telling Job? Yeah. And uh, he just right. starts boom. Which,
1: dun, dun, dun. which this is where the two things come to collide, right? Mm-hmm. Suffering and creation. Right. In Job, those two great objections to the existence and goodness of God mm-hmm. come head to head. And God answers Job's question about suffering with, where Where were were you you when I made everything? When
2: I made everything. And did it,
1: yeah. Um, And so that's a a powerful, powerful thought process to me. Because just everything from the temperature, the the way the sky, water, uh, our human composition. I mean, there's so many things that are just gravity, right? Mm -hmm. Just absolutely perfect Mm -hmm. for us to Mm -hmm. live here.
2: Well, and if he creates it, he can take it you know you think about things too as far as you know cancer patients you hear of people just being miraculously healed you know so in the same sense he creates it he owns it he can take it and you can see that in both situations you know
1: well and i read something just this morning um to piggyback on your suffering Mm -hmm. and it was a quote um, it says, the cross was Jesus' voluntary acceptance of undeserved suffering as an act of total solidarity with the pain of the world. And so you have God creating this incredible place, allowing, uh, if you will, sin and suffering into it, but then stepping into that as as a human as well to, to be um, a, a partner in it, I guess you could say, um, to to take away this idea that God you know set it spinning and just walked off and left us to our own devices and things like that yeah that's the that's the creation of the great Enlightenment right God's the great watchmaker yeah he made the watch wound it up and then walked and away just walked away which is a terrible way of viewing things miracles uh, uh, are a counter to that concept I've um, always thought about the creation the cross is fast. I mean we're n- we're not talking about suffering today but Um, when I think about why suffering exists and why certain people seem to suffer more, and I don't know really what the answer is completely, but when I look at the cross, I see what his answer was for it. His answer was to suffer with us. Well, and Mm -hmm. the thing, too. Out of deep compassion and care. To get into whole time travel and stuff here, uh, there there was no timeline as we're living. It was all at the same time, if you will. God is infinite. And so the cross and creation, in essence, were all a package deal. Which and is slain from the foundation of the world. And we're kind of living it out <coughs> uh, linearly. And and therefore, I think that contributes to our inability to quite fully grasp the the, the breadth of all that's really going on. And it, and it, it gives us opportunity to really be critical of how we would have done it better, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. sometimes, when, when we look at Genesis or one things right. in bits and pieces.
2: But when we don't go out and take note of, of God's creativity, planting a garden. You know, Greg and I planted our garden yesterday or watching the sunset or those eclipses when they come around every thousand years or whatever. Um, we lose opportunity to... To be grateful too, mm-hmm. you know, and to be thankful for these things that that He's so graciously given us, and I feel like we fall short in that um, a lot in not recognizing the beauty of His creation and everything He's given us too.
1: Mm. I think that the beauty is there, and I also think that just the consistency of God to be present. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking of this something I didn't read this morning; I read years ago. Um, from Tim Keller. If you've never read any Tim Keller, you really should. He is um, amazing. This is um, called The Reason for God, which is the first book he ever re- wrote that I read. Um, and he quotes Alvin Plantinga on this idea. So he said, creation is like if you sit down and uh, the guy's dealing and he's playing poker and he deals himself four aces the first hand, you'd go, wow. That's quite lucky for him, but then he does it like 17 times in a row, four aces in a row. You would say mm-hmm. what? He's cheating, cheating. Mm-hmm. the deck is the deck is stacked. That's what creation is. All the aces are there for us every single time. Um, I don't know, I just, I just think that creation is not a negative, it's a positive. We got mm-hmm. to turn the corner on yeah. this. and some of that, I think is gonna have to be stop arguing about evolution and its perspective.
2: Yeah. That's exactly what he's talking about. It's all in your perspective. It's all there. You know, all the aces are there for us, but we have to be open to see that.
1: Um, my my read on it is evolution has so many holes. The people who are most embarrassed of Charles Darwin now are other scientists and evolutions because he was wrong about so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I'm not saying they're Christians. I'm saying that, let science keep arguing with itself because their theories are going to change and adapt mm-hmm. and then when they come to the place where this doesn't really seem to explain it the way we thought it did we'll still be here saying well let's talk about God again well, in fresh it ways. would also be nice if we were still here saying not or not saying you dumb foolish people for believing this ha 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 we were right you were wrong exactly <laughs> it'd be better if we were to say you know what keep doing your science yeah. Because that's one of the things that, um, oh, you just tickled my passion here. <laughs> um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> sorry, Kim. <laughs> that's not what I meant. Um, they're going to keep
2: searching it out. The, 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 the,
1: the, so the Lord made all that is, and it is the Judeo-Christian worldview that looks at everything that is. God says, you know, he made the heavens, and God said, that is good. God made the plow, flowers and the plants, that is good. God made the waters, that is good. He made the animals, that is good. He made human beings, that is good. It's all good. And it's this worldview that we have that says because God made it, it is worthy of investigation and study and research, whether you're talking about um, whales in the Pacific or you're talking about the, the composition of the surface of Mars or how the spleen works or the genetics of DNA because it's made by God, studying it tells us something about him and his complexity and, and, and you know, you, atoms and DNA. Uh, these are fascinating little things that for most of human history, we did not know were there, but now we do. And What does it tell us? God's complicated. Mm-hmm. Well, and rather than giving people the space to say, seek him, you'll find him search him out we've said don't do that do exactly what i tell you to do or do it the way i tell you to do it or think the way i tell you to think rather than you know are we god or is god god because if he's big enough if he's really as big as he is then is he not big enough to connect with every human being we don't have to defend him we don't need a we do not need to lock galileo in a tower right this is not needed to be done um we should, the church should be the one saying, scientists, go do your science. Now, now, please don't clone us <laughs> or ha- g- crossbreed us with a goat so that we have a fur coat we can grow in the winter. This is not what we're looking for, but you, ethics, but I mean, science, good science. That, right. that God inv- is
3: good. Who invented science? Right, exactly.
1: Science, knowledge, knowing what the mm-hmm. things around us. So we need to stop being anti-science, and it, and. and We have it real bad, whether you're talking about biology or you're talking about climate. All these issues that are vaccines where people of faith stand up and say, well, that's not right. I mean, Mm. the the, the vaccines come to mind. People, I trust my immune system. You know, that's the most silliest thing I've ever heard in my life. I mean, you can say I'm not ready to take a shot. I get you on that. That's that's a reasoned decision. But don't claim it's because I trust my immune system more than a shot because your immune system will let you down. Mm-hmm. Science tells us we can help that.
2: Right. I mean. There's a balance and there's a mixture. And, there's, and, again, you have to know what you're rooted in in order to know what you believe and why you believe what you believe. A lot of people believe things, but they don't know why they believe it. You know, and I think that's a big part of it. Well, do they, they believe, believe th- things
1: or do they believe a statement about things? Or
2: they believe people that believe things. Yeah. Yes. I had
3: a conversation with a youth the other day and we were, we were talking back and forth and she said, but what do we believe? And I said, I know what I believe. What do you believe? And she said, well, I believe what you believe. No, 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 no! You can't believe what I believe. You can believe what I believe, but not just because I believe it. Like it's it, a
1: lot of belief going on. in <laughs> There's <laughs> a lot of belief going
3: on. But you, I don't
1: know what I believe right now. <laughs> but you I have believe, to believe. Even, believe it, sister. Believe it. <laughs>
3: even because I was trying to tell them, even Christ followers <laughs> debate uh, literal seven day creation, not literal seven day creation. You know, even Christ followers debate that. You know, which I think that is what looks bad is that you know you have Christ followers just up you know up in arms about it not about being right about being right not about who god is
1: and so our scientists on that tells us that the earth is really old Mm -hmm. it just looks old and and i have to agree with that when you look at it it doesn't look really particularly new Uh, i've been to the grand canyon that's a big hole Mm -hmm.
3: (laughs) um could god have created an old earth could
1: he have made it? I mean, that's the John yeah. two argument, right? right that's right. the uh, that's a very popular the because uh, when God made wine, they say he made in John two, he turned water to wine. It made the best wine. The argument there is the best wine is older wine. That's not. I don't think that's accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the best wine is non-watered-down wine, mm-hmm. which is what, what they would have been serving later.
3: Best wine is the free wine at the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Open bar. But <laughs> still, Jesus. Somebody,
1: the wine somebody, <laughs> somebody else paid for. But the so argument is God made the earth with the appearance. Now, you, then you have to go one step further. He made the earth with the appearance of age, and then he buried bones inside <laughs> of it for <laughs> jigsaw puzzle journeys. Just and see, fun. what is the end game of that type of thinking? It's good to discuss, or it can be good to discuss and debate those things, but is aren't you trying to find some kind of definitive, this is the aha, I nailed it down, I know the answer, and I'm why? done with it, is now I can go on with my yeah, life. Yeah, is that
2: the most important thing? Just like with Jesus and the wall I mean, he's, he can do what he wants to do, and it's just like him to come and turn this water into wine, and even though it's not old wine like they're used to, he flipped everything upside down, and that, that just goes to prove that we don't do. We don't live by traditions. Well, anymore. that's why
1: he said, you know, the world will know you're my disciples because you're right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 I, I'm like, I don't think I read that. Jody's flipping Where is that? Yeah, I completely concur. However, I don't think we need to cede the playing ground to everyone. I, I, no, I, no. I, I believe very much that the Lord is the one who <laughs> made ex nihilo. He made everything Mm. that is but he didn't make it with pre-existing materials Mm -hmm. he made it from the power of who he is well
2: what's the difference between made and created made is i made that that's past tense created he's still creating and he's still doing stuff you know so
3: god's still working (laughs) on me Amen. (laughs) so Uh, that's
1: like i saw a funny video the other day it was two street preachers arguing about how they were both doing it wrong
3: Right, oh. exactly. I think we're <laughs> so stuck on the hill of I want to be right rather than I want to well, worship a God. That's I would rather, good and I creative. think we need,
1: we need lots of humility when it comes mm-hmm, to this. Mm-hmm. I wasn't there, you weren't there, none of us were there, right. at cre- which is basically what God tells Job, Job right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where were, were, you? were you? None you? of us were there. Right. So our affirmation is that He made it, and the revelation He's given us in Scripture through Genesis 1 and 2 is. That he did it in these kinds of intentional ways to create an environment for us. Mm-hmm. So in Genesis 1, God is the dictator king who speaks by fiat, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And God spoke, and it happened. In Genesis 2, God's a gardener mm-hmm. who makes this stuff. It's two different creation accounts. They're not mm-hmm. in the same account. Right, right. And even the way he makes human beings in 1 and 2 are two different uh, mm-hmm. tales, because these are both giving us that the Lord is the one who made, and it's us. all
2: through Scripture. It's from beginning to end. He, he, and then he was the judge, and then he was the redeemer. He is the redeemer. So he's all these different things mm-hmm. throughout Scripture. He's because the he's the nurturer, but also yeah. the creator. He's, I completely no.
1: concur. If you know, someone no. said something in our discussion Wednesday night, <clears throat> as we were talking about um, creativity and art and being creative, and he said. Um, what art does is it makes you be present because you're looking at the art, you're, you're appreciating the art, you're, you're there in that moment. And I think so many of the things we're talking about here today about being right or wrong or about doctrine or apologetics or whatever, in some people's mind it, it becomes this past tense thing that I've decided or this future tense thing that's going to um, get me into heaven. But it's taken us out of like when you go for a walk out in creation and you're smelling the smells and you're seeing the wildlife and you're feeling the warmth or you're watching the sunset, you're present. And, and, and I believe God is a present God. He's not living in the past. He's, every, he's above it all. But it's, it's about being in the moment now. And that's where relationships happen is in the present. And being being present in the in the time and engaging with that, and I think we are so disengaged from the present. You talked about our phones yesterday, and even earlier. And sometimes they can pull us into the future, or pull us back in the past with guilt and pain, or shame, or um, hopes, or dreams, or whatever. And I think art and creation and and nature, and even being cre- when you're creating, when the Stitch Sisters are in here. They are in the moment. Mm -hmm. I mean, they are right there amongst each other, talking together, enjoying that that time together. Mm -hmm. And I think an artist or... uh, We
2: have to consciously be in that state of mind because it's so easy to let your mind... Slip back. You hear us song choose to be from there, the past, but and you're the, just immediately, you know. Yeah. So yeah. But at I the same
1: time, true. that can can be a, a form of presence because you're fee- you're allowing yourself to feel those feelings, those emotions in in the moment. Yeah. Um, and so it's I think it is a conscious choice, but at the same time, I think art and creation pull us mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and help us yeah. be in be in the present. Yes. Mm, the present. Yes. So. Mm-hmm. Let's pivot with that one to think about what we do in church. We come into a building that is walled off from the outside. We have air conditioning and digital projectors and plastic tables. And we um, have electronic sound coming through the sound system and lights that are artificial uh, and really comfortable chairs. And it's almost as if the entire worship setting has been constructed to make people forget about the natural world. Mm -hmm. Um, In fact, I think ours is not as bad, but some churches um, you go into and, it's very theater-like in terms mm-hmm. of the lighting is all the way down. Plat- it's almost like you're watching a film or you're in a whole other world. Mm-hmm. I, not, say, I was thinking of, like of a movie. What does it do? It transports you to some imaginary place. Experience. And I think part of that is the feeling of trying to bring you into heaven. I think that's, that's the intention there as opposed to being in this world. Uh, however, for most of uh, the people's faith experience, worship has experience, has been experienced in the natural world. But think about our patriarchal fathers and forefathers and foremothers. They worshipped around stones that they, mm-hmm. you know, these standing stones or these altars they would build from the stones, pulling them out of, out of the earth and arranging them. It was always a reminder that they were in the world. And then there was the idea of sacrifice. You take an animal, right? There's nothing more natural than an animal. You're leading it somewhere. It's the around um, outside with f- the, uh, fi- earth, wind, and fire. <laughs> right? These are the <laughs> things that you're. you're <laughs> I just. All of it, I wish you could. All four of us began to kind of. <laughs> um, so you get the um, the flow there. And then when the first basilicas were built, I mean, you you go back. Th- they were high ceiling and the sunlight came in and made from stone and marble Um, but we've had this increasing pressure even when we baptize right we don't. <laughs> I, we're here in the hill country. There's like tons of water, lakes all around us. Yet we will we'll use our
3: own water. We'll use our own
1: water. We don't <laughs> want to use natural water, chlorinated. chlorinated water with some bleach in it, and this, you know, warm, heated, warm, heated. <laughs> Snakes gone. So we removed our. Have we? <laughs> <laughs> no. <hats. laughs> um, have we removed ourselves from creation, and therefore dehumanized our mm. experiences? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wonder if there's not something. Uh, on the sense of for like a worship emphasis uh, we're just four people here in Marble Falls but could you call for a return to placing worship back in nature mm-hmm. in some way shape or form um, and I don't know what that would look like I still like the building and I still like the air conditioning especially it's 110 degrees but somehow I think we've got to connect to the natural elements more than just having a plastic
2: well in all creation um there's scripture that references it i'm not sure what it is but all creation points to the creator mm-hmm. and so I think that's kind of church camps you know we have worship outside and during covid we had worship outside and
1: and people hated it and
2: people hated it because they weren't I used to loved it because we had to pull them out of their comfort there were people zones. who told
1: me i will not be back until we're back inside yeah. the building
2: and because they weren't I mean, that we've gotten so accustomed to being the Comfort
3: zone, though. Mm-hmm. Like, And I think w- sometimes we're just afraid to be vulnerable, too. We're well afraid to be out of our comfort zone.
1: That's what I was thinking, because th- even take away the building, you've got a worship service, order of service, where sometimes the flow of that, the things that are happening, become more important than the people there. And you create this event, this program that people are supposed to sit and watch and st- Stand or speak or sing when they're told to, and not out of turn. Now, as one who (laughs) spends a lot of time writing an order of service and a timeline and liturgy, (laughs) I feel attacked. No, (laughs) I'm not finished. (laughs) I'm just saying I think in some places that becomes the focus. Mm -hmm. the 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 sermon, the, the preacher, is the most important person there saying the most important thing and you better not interrupt them. You sure better not let your baby cry. Not here. I'm not talking about our church but if we're talking about buildings and taking away creation then what are we going to do inside those buildings? Let's have a formal service. Now I think liturgy is good and I like the way you do it but at the same time you change it every four to eight weeks. Mm -hmm. We have a different flow. We are not locked in here to this happens every Sunday for the most part. And so I'm just adding well, there, to what you're saying. There is, is one thing that happens every week, though. Donuts. Uh, announcements. <laughs> <laughs> Will always be announcements. It'll always be <laughs> announcements. Um, I just, to me, that's one of my, because I've had about five to six transcendent moments with the Lord. Um, and one of them was completely immersed in nature. Mm -hmm. Um, All of the distractions of the modern world were stripped away from me, and um, I was in the presence of a waterfall, uh, and I could hear the voice of the Lord there and feel his presence in a way that I very rarely have ever heard. And so I wonder if all of our... Packaging of the worship experience of Bible study, uh, does it mute Hmm. that voice? I mean, um, I've written a lot of devotions and uh, the things you're supposed to read in the morning when you start your daily prayers. Uh, I'm an advocate, and I don't think anyone ever does this: take your Bible outside, Mm -hmm. go outside, listen to the, the the birds. Uh, feel the cold brisk air, mm-hmm. or the warm summer air, and the sunshine, and or say the sunshine has to force you into the shade. I mean, mm-hmm. um, sit outside and read. It changes the way you experience mm-hmm. the scriptures.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh, most of them were written out of doors, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and most of the experiences that are written about mm-hmm. out of doors uh, in the scriptures. And um, I, I think we were missing something. There's one more powerful part of creation that I, comes up to me all the time. How much time? Where are we at? An hour? 55. Fifty. I mm. can't drive.
0: <laughs> Come on. I, I don't even know that one. Wow.
1: I assumed it was 55, wow. but it's I don't know 55. that song.
3: I can't drive yeah. 55 either. <laughs>
1: 30 at, I've, who I've, sings that? 30. Jamie Greening is officially <laughs> not cool anymore. Sammy Hagar. Or maybe you're just Same. cooler than us. So... um and that's Good creation save <laughs> creation care. It came up um, in a small group not long ago. So, how responsible are we? Is is it a sin to burn gasoline to uh, start a fire? <laughs> uh, dump <laughs> so your There's motor, my childhood. Dump, dump <laughs> your motor oil on the grass, or what we used to use is throw an old tire in the fire to make it burn forever. I I think. You can jump in on this however you want to. I think it becomes a sin when you learn that it's destructive. I think some things are done in ignorance, but when you find out, hey, you're like destroying (laughs) the planet, then I think it becomes something that we need to reevaluate. That's a whole new issue. So you don't think it's a sin if you don't know it's a sin? No, I'm just... Because naivete I think is a sin. When we're talking about um, um, environmental things, if you're, you're talking about in that specific context... Um, I just feel like there are things that we need to be honest with ourselves about, and say this is hurting things, and and we're at a place where a lot of things, a lot of people are still in denial about, you know, um, climate change, or certain, they think it's a political agenda, and it's used as that. But I think there are things that are definitely hurting our planet that people just don't want to even engage with mm. the topic about.
2: People just don't care. I mean, as far as just picking up trash you're just be a decent person. I mean, whether it's taking care of God's creation or not, just be a decent person and pick up
1: trash. I think trash. We touched a sore you spot <laughs> here. <laughs> Makes me crazy. Well, the so so I I I don't know about climate change in terms of um aspects of the what's causing it, it seems to be changing. Uh I do know that if you sit inside a garage and close the garage door and run the car (laughs) you will die yes so (laughs) i know that car emissions are toxic and poisonous and if we have how many how many cars in the world a bazillion that's probably not a good thing i mean Mm -hmm. kids are turning blue um (laughs) <laughs> uh, it's probably not a good thing, and you know runoff from industrial waste and mercury and lakes. None of this can be good. The question is: is what responsibility do we have for stopping it? And I believe that the, the dominion that the Lord gave us over creation is not like we own it, but we're the stewards of mm-hmm. Gondor. Right? Where we have to take care of it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that we've done a particularly good job of that. Mm-hmm. And I actually believe there's a certain strain of Christianity that's trying to use it up and consume it because they believe that Jesus is going to come real soon <laughs> and make a whole new one. Mm-hmm. So I bother,
3: right? If I destroy this one, then we're going to have a whole new one too. I th-
1: there's a whole idea which one. seems so counter Jesus's whole message. Yeah.
3: And I think exactly. the other part of that too is we are Jesus's or God's creation we're not
2: caring for each other very well either. We don't lead by example. Yeah, we're supposed to lead like, by example. As I well. think it's
3: important to put to pick up the trash. Isn't it also important to take the cart back when you have that cart? Like don't leave those in the middle oh, of the parking lot. Yes. You're just a bad person if well, you do that. You're not
1: supposed to just run over them Consider, with your car and yeah,
0: just because no it. negatory um, ghostwriter. Uh, <laughs> the
1: pattern is full. <laughs> 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 so yeah, I, I cou- all of this so the creation's aspect of it that we have a responsibility. We're the apex of creation. We're And we have um, uh, defaulted mm-hmm. on our responsibility mm-hmm. to care for that which has been entrusted to yes. us. And well,
2: to take care of yourself. How can you stay and continue to be a good steward of God's creation if you don't take care of yourself? Well, you
1: buy your kids a bunch of Christmas presents or birthday presents, and they open it, and they they look at it oh this is great and then they throw it out in the street or they stomp on it or break it are you going to be like eh no big deal but here we have genesis god saying he created all this and it is good and then are we just going to be like eh ah, it's great so but i'm not going to do anything with it or steward it like you're saying it just it seems it seems more logical than it than it is <laughs> <laughs> I think it's we'll always
3: argue, though. On what does that mean? Does that mean I don't get to go deer hunting, or does that mean that well, we I, shouldn't build new houses? Yeah, but are you hunting? Are you hunting for
1: food? Like, is it a good thing to do? Are you hunting for sport, just to p- put something on your wall, or? Are you hunting just so you can um, feel like a man or a woman or something because you killed a lion in Africa? You know, what is, I think it goes back to motivation. <laughs> what? And are yes. you hun- are you hunting endangered animals, you know? Are you hunting Smakes. illegally or do you have a license? Are you following some form of?
2: Daryl, you got him
0: going now, Joey. <laughs> Dary- I have no problem with hunting. This I is do Daryl's not podcast. have a
1: problem with Daryl's hunting. Daryl's coming to work tomorrow with blood under his <laughs> eyes, eating raw liver from <laughs> the first kill. Raw. I think that you're. Right. we will never agree completely on the specifics. I just would like for us to agree that we have a responsibility yeah. and that a part of creation is taking care of creation. Mm, I don't even think we're there. I think there's a certain se- segment of <clears throat> Christianity that mm-hmm. says, we don't. Ha- it's God's job to make the world go around, not mine. And they just move right on. Pat- and my me- life is going fine until something bothers it but as long as my life's going fine, then that's all I'm worried about. Right. Uh, I don't, we're, don't, does, 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 does not a pa- impact me one bit that the rainforest you know, may right. be threatened? Uh, although the, the, ra- <laughs> the, the rainforest makes me laugh um, in the sense that they keep saying it's been shrinking, but it's been shrinking my entire life, but it's still there. Right. <laughs> I don't know. So that's why there's some dubiousness to some of the science. It's garbage. It's junk science. But just logically thinking, uh, that to me, that's why, for what I said about the cars, I don't know about what all such and such and polar ice caps and carbon samples and core samples, but I know that if I sit in a garage with a car, it will kill me. Mm-hmm. That's good science right there. Yeah, that's fact. And so you take simple things. It's about hunting. I'm not a. I love venison. Ooh, deer chili. Oh, good stuff. That's good stuff. I don't want to. I personally don't want to kill the deer. It's a lot of work. It's a whole lot of work. And I don't really enjoy killing things, whether it's the deer or the you know, the spider in my house. I'll put the spider inside a glass jar and take the little Buddhist inside of me, <laughs> take it outside. <laughs> Be free, spider! Uh, so uh, you at least have the fighting chance the spider does. So
2: a, I kill scorpions.
1: <laughs> you did last week, I remember. Uh, and I was like, she did. She smashed it, and I was like, you killed it! Did you never gave her a chance. <laughs> well, I've had a, we have little services there uh, mm-hmm. in my neighborhood for mm-hmm. things that die. Um, but I'm not against it, but there are questions about so overhunting, right? thinning out a population tuna. I mean, I love tuna fish. We probably have done some damage. Uh, what is it you can't find in Cape Cod anymore? Cod. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. They have so overfished it it's not even there anymore. This is irresponsible. And that's not good stewardship at all, to uh, to take a resource to its complete and total destruction. And it, it works on both sides. Like you know, the um, if I hear one more person talk to me about how, well, you should use electric vehicles and you should use electric tools, I agree, they're wonderful. But what, have you seen the kind of landscape damage that is done mm-hmm, for the mining right? of the lithium that mm-hmm. goes into those batteries? It's quite yeah. destructive. It's not a zero carbon thing. Yeah,
2: it's not any better. And
1: then you get the, <laughs> well, you're going to plug that in. Where's the power coming to charge that thing up? This coal this coal power plant down here, just check. There, there is no good answer other than just being careful and not mm-hmm. overusing. Um, we're, we're, we've proven that we're not very good stewards. Oh, and then there's nuclear weapons. Mm-hmm. That, that's a great one. Yeah. Um, I digress. We're probably way over time now. Hour five. Have we missed anything, Misty? You started us. You want to finish us?
2: I would love to. Um, I'm just going to close out with Hebrews eleven one, where it oh, talks about yeah, you know Bible. Faith is you know the assurance of things, but it's the uh, our convictions of things that aren't seen. Um, now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. So. You know, that right there kind of wraps it all up for me for creation. And and as far as, you know, God, we hope, we believe, we may not see it, you know, we may not uh, feel it all the time, but we hope for it. And because we read and study and we feel God's love and God's presence, I think that's that's where it all is rooted is just in, in his love for us.
1: And that's just where he. That's just. Oh, I'm so. You did so well with that. Because so, by faith we understand that verse uh, three, two there and three there. By faith we understand that the universe was made by Him. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go into how.
2: Right. We don't have to know you don't all have to the know answers. How. No,
1: he doesn't pretend to know mm-hmm. how, but by faith. We've got not, to. Not by not. I my way is right yep. and yours, mm-hmm. but just by faith. Mm-hmm. It's the God who made it mm-hmm. that He made all that is. It's just a wonderful. That's a great yes. place to end.
2: Loved it. Yeah, loved it. you so
0: smart. Good
1: job. Thank
2: you guys for joining us today. That was fun. Anybody else have any, anything to say?
3: We
1: have one more podcast. Is that right? One more. Church. Church.
3: Church. 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 I'm bringing a
2: quilt. <laughs> I'm going to bring some kids.
1: Uh, uh, I'm bringing some confusion. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they're talking about <laughs> join us we'll be here talking for a while about church in the, in next week and until then if you've missed the other earlier segments we have lots of podcasts probably a hundred or more hours of us talking about various things at least um,
3: ramblings under the water tower <laughs>
1: under the water tower uh, hope to see you uh, hear from you if you have any ideas or we'd love some positive feedback mm-hmm. that'd be great love you guys be careful be good See you.
3: Thank you. See you soon.